Hello and welcome back to Fireside Stories, Road Trip Edition. My name is Mac and I'll be your host today. For episode 42, we will pick back up where we left off with our favorite squirrels. So grab a travel cup for your milk and bag up those cookies. Here we go. The Dead Sea Squirrels Boy Meets Squirrels When you're a squirrel from the Middle East who's been frozen in time for who knows how long, a fifth-grade classroom of modern-day Middle Tennessee can be a fascinating place. Merle spent the morning peeking out of Michael's backpack, ooing and awing at all the amazing gadgets around him. While Pearl tried her best to keep him from being seen, from pencil sharpeners to smart boards to the teacher's laptop computer, Merle had no idea what all this stuff was and what it did, but he was very interested in finding out. After all, he was a squirrel who was good with his paws, and he'd enjoyed building things ever since he was a kid. He'd built the raft that had carried him and Pearl down the Jordan River to the Dead Sea. And while you can argue that the Dead Sea was not the best place in the world for two squirrels to vacation, there was no denying that it had been a fine raft. A fact Merle constantly reminded Pearl of. Pearl, Merle whispered, look at the contraption on the wall. The kids put a dull stick in it and it makes a kind of strange chewing noise. After a few seconds, it comes out as a sharp stick. I don't see why a sharp stick is necessary, Pearl said. Are you kidding me? I could build tons of stuff with sharp sticks, Merle exclaimed. Like what? Oh, I don't know specifically at the moment, but I could figure something out. Shh! Pearl shushed her husband. Keep your voice down. I'm telling you, Pearl, this place is amazing, Merle whispered. If I hadn't gotten us lost in that cave, you would have never found this place. You're welcome. Pearl sniffed. If it means spending every day in a backpack, I'm not ready to thank you, Merle true. Merle poked his head out of the backpack. Psst, Michael, what's for lunch? Michael looked around, terrified that someone might actually have heard or seen Merle. Thankfully, no one had. Soon, Michael whispered, now get down and be quiet. Chapter 11. Okay, guys, what are we going to do to Edgar? Michael said as he plopped down his tray of chicken nuggets. We? Sadie said. Don't bring me into this. How did he get so big? Justin wondered nervously as he looked across the lunchroom at Edgar, who was sitting next to his two cronies at the fourth grade table. I mean, he'd be huge even for an eighth grader. If nobody else has any ideas, I've thought of one that involves a tree... A bus and a bucket of goo, Michael said. Does it involve getting destroyed by Edgar? Justin asked. 
Sadie nodded. That would be a yes. Be brave, Justin, Michael said. This is bigger than us. We're doing this for fifth graders everywhere. Vengeance will be ours. I really wish you would stop saying we, Sadie said. Excuse me. Merle popped his head out of Michael's backpack, holding a half-eaten chicken nugget. These are amazing. What do you call these things? Chicken nuggets, Michael said. The next time I see any chickens, I will thank them for their nuggets. Merle finished off his nugget and grabbed another. Do you two have any ideas for an epic prank? Michael asked the squirrels. Prank? Pearl questioned. Yeah, something we can do to really embarrass Edgar, this kid who's always humiliating us, Michael replied. Like vengeance? Merle asked. Yep, Michael smiled. I want to give Edgar a taste of his own medicine. Pearl frowned. Revenge is never a good idea. See, that's exactly what I said. Sadie tried to give Pearl a fist bump. Pearl, not familiar with the art of the fist bump, simply reached out and patted the top of Sadie's hand. Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you, Pearl said. Oh, oh, sure, I agree, Merle piped in, his mouth full of nugget. What? asked Pearl and the kids. Merle gulped down his food and repeated, Sea of Galilee, I remember that. Squirrel's Eye View, Chapter 12 A few years before we got lost in the cave, Pearl said, Merle and I were looking for walnuts around the Sea of Galilee. That's up near the north of the Dead Sea, Merle added, and nowhere near as salty. We noticed a big crowd gathering on a hillside near the water, so we ran over to see what was going on. The people had come to listen to a teacher, Pearl continued. Yep, said Merle. He was traveling around the area with his friends, and news got out about what a great teacher he was. There were tons of people. Fortunately for us, we're squirrels, so we had a great treetop view. Most of the people there were poor and had lived very hard lives, Pearl said. They had been bullied by a group of other people. The teacher told the crowd that God could bless them. He said, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. There were lots of blessings, Merle said, but I also remember him saying, God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. Good memory, Merle, Pearl complimented. God blesses with good memory those who eat lots of walnuts. Ah, I made that one up, Merle confessed. The teacher had a lot of other things to say, but one thing that I remember very well might help you with Edgar, Michael, said Pearl. Was it an idea for an epic prank? Michael asked. Uh, no. 
he didn't say anything about pranks. He said, do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you, Micah repeated. Huh. Chapter 13 So, Michael said, I should be nice to Edgar since I wish Edgar would be nice to me. Exactly, answered Pearl. And since I wouldn't want Edgar to humiliate me, I shouldn't humiliate him? You've got it absolutely right, replied Pearl. I'm impressed. Hmm. Michael understood what Pearl was saying, but he didn't like the sound of it. This would ruin his chance for payback. Wait, I've heard those words before, Sadie said. She looked at the squirrels for a moment, then asked, Exactly how long were you in that cave? Of course, Merle and Pearl had no way of knowing the answer to that question, but before they could say so, the bell rang and lunch ended. As the kids were returning to class, Pearl managed to talk Michael into letting her and Merle stay in the lunchroom to help clean up. Pearl could not believe the amount of food left over from all the kids' lunches, and her instincts told her to make sure to save it. Being a squirrel means never passing up a chance to grab whatever food you can stash for later. Make sure nobody sees you, Michael warned. We'll be stealthy, Pearl promised. She and Merle spent the next 30 minutes grabbing every extra chicken nugget, corn cob, french fry, and pizza slice that they could get their paws on. The cafeteria workers were pleased that the kids did such a good job finishing their food for once. Little did they know that two squirrels had stuffed nearly every leftover into a 50-gallon trash bag, which Merle had swiped from a trash can, right over their heads. When they were finally alone, high on a light fixture above the clean cafeteria, Pearl said to Merle, I'm so happy, but how are we going to get this bag down? Easy, Merle replied, as he put shoulder to the bag and pushed off with his back legs. Gravity! Thwomp! The bag of leftovers hit the shiny linoleum floor with a loud, wet thud. Merle jumped down next to it. The hard part will be getting it home. Chapter 14 Michael spent the entire afternoon devising his scheme. The thought of treating Edgar the way he himself would be want to be treated seemed silly. Why would he want to do that? Edgar didn't deserve it. What he deserved was a taste of his own medicine. When Michael should have been paying attention to Miss McKay's lesson in long division, he was drawing pulley diagrams with figuring out how much rope, how big of a bucket, how high of a tree branch he would need to pull off his plan. A few times, Michael passed his drawing to Justin, who was trying his best to concentrate on the lesson. Then Miss McKay noticed the boys passing notes to each other. What's this? Miss McKay snatched the paper from Justin. Um, Michael stammered, terrified that a trip to Principal P's office was in his future. Oh, good work, boys. Miss McKay said cheerfully, It's nice to see you applying yourselves. 
She handed the note back to Justin. Michael shot Justin a, what just happened? Look. Justin handed Michael back the note. Luckily, Justin had used division to calculate how long it would take a bucket of goo to fall from a 10-foot tree branch onto Edgar's head. Michael smiled and gave Justin a thumbs up. Next, when Michael should have been paying attention to the social studies lesson about the pilgrims, he was trying to figure out what he could use for goo. Goo, as you probably know, is a general term for something slimy and disgusting. But it's not as easy as you might think to find a whole bucket full of it. It would take forever to collect that much worm slime. How much used kitty litter could he get from Mr. Nemesis on shut short notice? Soon, Michael had a list of crossed out ideas, none of which had anything to do with the pilgrims. Taking up an entire page of notebook paper, the bell rang. Did you figure it all out? asked Justin. Nope, not yet, Michael answered. Come on, let's find Merle and Pearl. Chapter 15 Michael and Justin were very careful to avoid running into Edgar after school. The next time Michael wanted to see him was payback time, which would be just before school tomorrow morning. Michael and Justin slunk back into the cafeteria, hiding behind lockers and doorways to avoid being seen. Entering the cafeteria, they watched through the big glass windows at the front of the lunchroom as Edgar and his pals boarded the afternoon bus. Coast is clear, Michael said. He called out, Merle, Pearl, over here, came a whisper from behind the stack of tables in the corner. The boys headed over to see Merle and Pearl standing on a large black garbage bag wedged between two tables. We need your help getting this home, Pearl said, pointing to the stuffed full bag under her paws. What is it? asked Michael. Treasure, Pearl responded with a giddy smile. Look. She opened the top of the bag to reveal its contents. Ew, Justin said. That's disgusting. I beg your pardon, Pearl replied. This is enough food for a whole year. Do you know how long it normally takes us to find this much food? A whole year, Pearl responded. Obviously. I was asking the boy, Pearl said. All that food will be completely rotten in no time, Justin said. There's no way it'll last a year. Right, Michael? Justin looked over to see Michael deep in thought. Michael, he asked again. Hold my backpack, please, Michael said to Justin. I got it. You've got what, exactly? Pearl asked as Michael grabbed the bag and hoisted it up his arm with a grunt. <clears throat> Michael headed for the door, straining under the weight of the leftovers. Let's get this treasure home. Chapter 16 What's in the bag? Sadie asked as she joined Michael, Justin, and the squirrels on their walk home. The missing part of my plan, Michael said. Your plan? Sadie asked. 
He spent all afternoon on it, Justin said. Michael nodded at his backpack, hanging from Justin's shoulder. It's in the front pocket of my backpack. Check it out. Justin pulled the sheets of paper out of Michael's backpack. The plan. Supplies. Long rope. Slimy goo. Big trash can. Large tree. Long board. Duct tape. Gravity. Location. Walnut Creek Elementary School bus drop-off. Time. Setup time. 7 a.m. Show time. 8 a.m. Steps. Arrive at school at 7 a.m. with the supplies. Toss rope over big tree branch next to the bus stop. Tie trash can full of slimy goo to one end of rope. Hoist trash can full of slimy goo up into the tree. Balance slimy goo on branch above bus drop-off area. Duct tape top end of long board to trash can. Position bottom end of long board to be hit by bus door. Bus arrives at 8 a.m. Bus door opens and hits board. Trash can full of slimy goo tips. Edgar exits bus. Slimy goo pours out of trash can and all over Edgar's head. Wait, how do you know Edgar will be the first one off the bus? Sadie asked. Edgar's always the first one off the bus. Anyone who's ridden the bus with Edgar knows that, Michael said. And what's the missing part? She asked as they arrived at Michael's house. The slimy goo. Michael dumped the contents of the plastic bag into an empty garbage can in the driveway. Hey, Pearl protested. Don't worry, Pearl, Michael said, removing a few leftover items for her and Merle. You won't be able to eat the rest of this before it spoils. He then grabbed the garden hose and filled up the trash can with water, creating a cold, mucky leftover soup. By morning, this will have turned into slimy goo, just the kind we've been looking for. He placed a lid on the trash can. Stop saying we, Sadie and Justin said. Chapter 17 As the sun rose over Walnut Creek Elementary School, so too did a trash can full of sludge. Justin inched forward slowly on the ground below with one end of a rope slung over his shoulder, struggling to lift the huge weight and not let the rope slip. Almost there, Michael called down to Justin from where he sat on one end of the tree branches guiding the trash can tied to the other end of the rope. Just a few more inches. Merle and Pearl watched the action from a couple of branches up, concerned. Perfect, Michael said as he wrestled the trash can into position on the branch next to him. After duct taping the board on as the trigger, the trap was set. All we have to do now is wait. The boys found a comfortable spot in the bushes next to the school with a clear line of sight to the bus drop-off. Michael did not want to miss any of the action. So you're sure you want to go through with this, huh? Merle questioned. It's not too late, Pearl added. Michael squirmed. 
He had thought about Pearl's words quite a bit last night. Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. He knew that 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 was what he was about to do to Edgar was definitely not what he would like to be done to him. Michael, Justin said, look. A second grader who had been dropped off early by his mom was poking at the board hanging down from the tree with a stick. Yikes, Michael shouted. He ran out of the bushes. Hold on, kid. Don't go near that. Why not? The kid asked. What's it for? Michael considered shooing the kid off without an explanation, but looking like a cool fifth grader seemed like a much better idea. You have to promise not to tell anyone, but I'm going to slime Edgar when he gets off the bus. Wow, the kid said. That'll be awesome. Yep, it's payback for messing with fifth graders. So you're Edgar's bully? The second grader said. What? Michael asked. What are you talking about? Edgar bullies a lot of kids, so you're the one who bullies him, the kid said. Michael's heart sank. I'm no bully, he thought. I don't like being bullied, so why would I want to bully somebody else? Grrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
She opened the book and put her finger on the page. Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you, she read. I knew I had heard those words before. Jesus said them. That's right, Merle said. How'd you know that? Pearl asked. These words are written in the Bible, Sadie said, showing Merle and Pearl the book. Wasn't that written a long time ago? Michael asked. Yeah, like 2,000 years ago. Hold on, said Merle slowly as the truth began to dawn on him. That must mean that we were in the cave for, for... Boof! Merle fainted, dropping his half-eaten nugget. Oh my, Pearl said. <laughs>